Welcome to the Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. In this episode, Todd Gilchrist, AHS Vice President, People, and Nadine McCree, Executive Director of the Indigenous Health Program, talk about National Indigenous Peoples Day, the unique contribution of Indigenous peoples and culture to our province and healthcare system, and how we are celebrating during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks for joining us, Nadine and Todd. Let's start off with you, Nadine. Can you tell me a little bit about the Indigenous Health Program? What is its role and how did it come about? So the Indigenous Health Program, what we really try to do is we try to uh, advocate and support our Indigenous patients, families and communities. That's a big part of our role. But what we also do is that we work with our Indigenous Health, or pardon me, we work with our AHS workforce to provide an Indigenous lens, support and education as we all work together to in, uh, provide a culturally safe environment for um, everyone that, that works and provides service within Alberta Health Services. The Indigenous uh, Health Program has actually been around for a number of years. It actually started uh, with the Aboriginal Diabetes Program here in Edmonton about 25 years ago. We also have a long history with the Elbow River Healing Lodge, which is also about 15 years old. And then as uh, we have evolved, about as Todd had mentioned, about the past five years ago, we really tried to elevate the Indigenous Health Program into a provincial program that could be seen across AHS as a, as a priority within Alberta Health Services to, again, support and work with our Indigenous patients and our workforce. What type of staff do you have on the Indigenous Health Program team? So about 85% of our Indigenous um, Health Program self-identify as Indigenous, whether that be First Nation, Métis, um, or Inuit, and they come from across our traditional territories. It's pretty incredible that we have close to about 100 staff, if you include our, you know, we call them our, our friends and families uh, within the North Zone. Uh, the programs within the Stollery, um, so it's it's quite diverse and something that as Todd had mentioned that we really like to get to know our Indigenous workforce a lot and become a lot closer connected with them so we encourage anyone that's Indigenous that they would be willing to connect with the Indigenous Health Program so that we can better support and and work more closely together with with everyone within the Indigenous work with everyone within Alberta Health Services that identifies as Indigenous. Can you tell us some of the ways we're incorporating Indigenous culture into the care that we provide? So probably most visible is our in cultural staff that are working in a number of our hospitals and health facilities. Um, we also have our cultural education team that provides uh, much of the support for our cultural awareness program that we have across uh, Alberta Health Services. Um, but we also, you know, if you think during COVID, we have provided translation services for a number of the resources that have been created in a number of the Indigenous languages. Um, and that I think probably the most important thing is that we are really streaming to increase the accountability and responsibility to everyone within Alberta Health Services so that we can all work together to improve the patient and family experience with our Indigenous peoples and communities. So what does the future hold for the Indigenous Health Program? Well, I think the future is very bright. There are so many things that we are striving to do uh, within Alberta Health Services to elevate Indigenous health as a priority and really take a stance for, you know, supporting 
our indigenous peoples and the and the needs of of our communities and so you know we have the indigenous health strategy that has been recently completed we're working to create an action plan uh, that we're hoping to have ready by the end of the year um, again the extremely strong leadership that we have from our executive leadership just this past week as we opened and kicked off in Indigenous Peoples Week, we had a Wisdom Council meeting and we had so many of our executive leadership team there and it was just, it was so wonderful to be able to be a part of that experience and really see the true meaningful experience that they, that they really truly want to be there to support us, I think. Yeah, and, and you could really feel that and then the Wisdom Council, you know, that elevating them to know that we are there to seek their guidance and their recommendations and their thoughts and that they're truly listening to to what uh, the advice and the thoughts are being given so that was just something that was that was really important and, and just so willing to to want to be um, a part of the celebration so I think you know that is something that I know is going to trickle down and, and it has already um, you know from the bottom up right from the top down that that this is this is something that we're really going to see change. I, I really truly believe that, that there is going to be change for our Indigenous peoples and their experiences within uh, Alberta Health Services and, and the services that, they, that they, they receive and the care that they receive. So just really, really honoured to be a part of this, this movement um, because I, I do see that the future for, for our people is, is going to be, you know, it's going to be good. It's, it's getting stronger and stronger each day. Todd, can you tell us a little bit about your work with the Indigenous Health Program and how important it has become to you? Of all the questions that uh, we've talked about today, uh, I would have to say that this is probably the one that is nearest and dearest to my heart. Um, I, uh, I had my introduction to working with our uh, colleagues in our Indigenous Health Program um, and more broadly our Indigenous uh, people within the organization probably close to five years ago now or so. Um, and it was part of the work that we were doing with our people strategy. Um, and I, you know, I will uh, never forget the day that we got together for what was our first listening day in the organization with our colleagues in, uh, in our Indigenous Health Program. Um, and uh, we were there to talk about our people strategy and quite frankly, um, to hear uh, what was uh, going to be some difficult feedback from our Indigenous colleagues and that they didn't see themselves represented uh, in our people strategy. And um, I'll remember uh, being um, very thankful that I didn't speak first that day in the presentations. In fact, uh, my colleague Marty Landry did. Um, and I got an education in two hours from Marty um, over the, uh, the history of our country uh, what colonization has meant uh, to our Indigenous people um, and the, uh, you know, the, the history, uh, the systemic racism and discrimination um, that had been built into our Canadian systems. Um, and I stood up um, after Marty had spoke um, and I just set my presentation aside and said, you know, I came here today to be able to represent our people strategy and show you that you were in fact represented um, and thank you so much for the education. I'm not going to present my materials and in, in fact I would rather uh, just have a conversation about what we can do moving forward to ensure um, that our Indigenous people are uh, built into our strategies, are considered within our uh, processes and practices and how can we move forward to ensure that we do build um, the awareness and the cultural sensitivity within our organization to 
uh, to appropriately um, include our Indigenous people. Um, and since that day, uh, as an organization, I think we've, we've been on a journey. It hasn't always been um, incredibly easy. We've, we've had to learn some um, you know, lessons the hard way. Uh, but we've taken each one of those positive and negative steps uh, and I think that we've um, put them to good use uh, in the work that we've done um, within our organization and I think we're a stronger organization today for that work and certainly for uh, the, the, the value that our Indigenous people bring to our organization um, and our society more broadly. How large is Alberta Health Service's Indigenous workforce? Overall, the organization, um, you know, a little bit dependent on how you count it, I'll, I'll say for our purposes today, is about 130,000 people. So if you're including our you know, employees, our physicians, our, our volunteers, we're a, uh, we're a very large organization. In 2018, AHS partnered with um, the Canadian Centre for Diversity and Inclusion, um, known as CCDI, and we did our first uh, diversity census. Um, and from that information, although it's not all-encompassing, um, we are able to see that the snapshot that we saw at that time is that about 3.7% um, of our AHS workforce that took the survey would self-identify um, as Indigenous. And from that, we know that um, the AHS uh, workforce um, that did identify would be about 1.5% um, lower than uh, the representative population of Indigenous people within Alberta. Um, and so, you know, I would suggest that based on that um, snapshot, we, we would say that we have some work to do in that area to ensure that um, Indigenous people are appropriately represented within, uh, within Alberta Health uh, Services. Beyond that survey, there's no way for us currently to be able to identify more uh, specific data or more accurate data. Um, however, we are working within uh, our DNI uh, team within the Human Resources Portfolio, along with uh, with Nadine um, and her team in, in the Indigenous Health Program, to uh, see what we can get in place for some further self-identification tools or disclosure tools within our typical Human Resources processes so that we can um, gather uh, more detailed data on that. How has AHS made efforts to recruit Indigenous people into the organization? We will be um, moving forward with a more intentional focus on developing an organization-wide Indigenous-specific uh, recruitment strategy, um, which is part of our Indigenous, uh, our indigenous health strategy within um, the organization. Um, and while that is in development, I'll just talk a little bit about some of the work that we, uh, that we have done um, th and will continue to do that is uh, specific to our Indigenous people and working with our Indigenous communities um, around the province, which includes um, work with the Western Cree Tribal Council or the WCTC partnership. Um, and in 2019 and 2020, um, we partnered with uh, the Government of Alberta, the WCTC and the Grand Prairie Regional College um, to develop a program that worked to provide the, uh, the appropriate skills and to prepare our Indigenous work, uh, sorry, our Indigenous communities for um, work within the uh, healthcare sector. Um, now, unfortunately, due to COVID in 2020, those placements uh, and that work wasn't able to uh, be completed, but um, as soon as possible, we will, of course, pick that work up again. Um, other examples include work that we've done with uh, Rupert's Land uh, Métis Summer Student Program. 
um, which we have done for a number of years and has proven quite successful, as well as the Alexander uh, First Nations Summer Student Program. Um, we've also worked closely with our North Zone Indigenous Workforce uh, uh, Development uh, and in that area, and we have many other examples of um, what I'll call rich partnerships with our Indigenous communities uh, by way of scholarships and bursary programs. Can you tell us how AHS as an organization is fostering diversity and inclusion? Diversity and inclusion is of uh, significant critical importance um, to AHS. Uh, it is grounded in our people strategy, which I mentioned earlier, which is, uh, was initially launched in the organization in, in 2016. And one of the aspects that comes from our people strategy is our diversity inclusion work and subsequent to that our diversity inclusion council which was formed in, uh, in 2017. Um, it is a, a cross representative um, group of leaders and staff um, from across our organization. Um, it includes representation from our uh, labor union partners as well um, and it focuses on providing um, the, the support, leadership, direction to help inform AHS's uh, diversity and inclusion framework and strategy across the organization and ultimately to help us create uh, that workforce um, and that workplace that is uh, safe, healthy, and inclusive and allows all of our people to be able to realize their uh, full potential. Um, we're going to obviously continue work in that space. That uh, has been great work that we've done over the last number of years, but it's work that will continue you know, um, into, uh, uh, into perpetuity, into the future. There's always going to be work um, to do in this space. Um, so we're going to focus on continuing to build the, you know, the knowledge and skills of our workforce to better meet um, the needs, the unique needs of, uh, of uh, health needs of our Indigenous population and of our staff. Um, and really working to uh, support our Indigenous leaders uh, within the uh, Indigenous Health Program to fulfill um, the delivery of their programs. I'd like to speak just a little bit right now as well um, around what we're seeing going on around the world. Um, and I, I'd like to mention that um, we have recently formed uh, a workforce resource group. It's the third such group within the organization. Workforce resource groups allow the opportunity for um, people of, uh, of like backgrounds and their allies to come together um, within the organization to learn, share stories and, and again help inform the organization um, as we move forward. Um, so this new and third uh, workforce resource group that we have um, just recently formed is for people who identify as ethnic minorities um, and the, the timing of that work um, I think has uh, uh, has proved to be a little bit uh, fortuitous. Um, the work had started in earnest uh, and this group was initially started up about three months ago earlier this year. But in light of the activities that we are seeing not only around the world, um, but right here in our own province and in our own organization um, with, uh, with um, you know, racism, um, discrimination and intolerance uh, that we are seeing a lot in the news these days, um, this group is proving to be really critical to the work that we're doing. Um, since the uh, most recent uh, events down um, in the United States, um, the, uh, the death of uh, George Floyd and the demonstrations and riots that have followed, um, along with some of the um, unfortunate incidents that we've seen within our own organization within just the last number of weeks, we have seen the interest in this workforce resource group um, really increase. 
Um, at last I heard we have over 500 people um, that are interested in joining that workforce resource group and the team is um, currently um, undertaking uh, orientation sessions for that group. So, you know, I would, uh, I would offer up to, uh, to our listeners today um, anybody that is interested in that workforce resource group, our other workforce resource groups, or establishing a new one, um, to please reach out to our diversity and inclusion uh, team within Human Resources. Um, and there's information that you can find on Insight on the diversity and inclusion page. Nadine, why are days like National Indigenous Peoples Day so important, especially now? For, for me, I think that this is, you know, of course it's a time for us to, to celebrate, to share, you know, our cultures, our history. You know, as Todd had mentioned that there's so many people that are unaware of the history of Indigenous peoples and, and unaware of the racism and discrimination or have maybe took a blind eye to it. So I think that this is a really great time to you know to take that stance and say you know I'm going to speak up I'm going to speak out I'm going to to make a commitment to 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 know if things aren't okay that that we're going to make we're going to you know do something about it I think that that's really important and I think what's what also is really important is that we don't just do this you know one day or one week of the year but that this is something that we are going to to do throughout our journey through each and every day um, that that this is something that we're going to build maybe build upon this week and and continue that you know as we go forward into the future and again I think that's why our future is so bright because we're we're gonna I really hope that together you know we're strong and that we're gonna continue to to do this throughout throughout each of our days moving forward. Todd how can Albertans get involved in the celebrations? I think my answer to that uh, in and of its own right is to get involved in the activities that are going on um, within our organization um, and within the community now. Again, because of COVID, our, our celebration activities this year are, uh, are being done differently. They're being done virtually, they're online. Um, and in many cases, those celebrations work very well. I had the opportunity to participate in, uh, in the um, opening prayer for the week uh, yesterday. Um, I have in my calendar to join the daily opening prayer uh, and, uh, and music session uh, every morning and, and there are other sessions throughout the week. I strongly encourage our staff to participate in those. Um, if there's one thing that I think I have learned in getting to know um, my Indigenous colleagues is that um, there is a real sense of community um, and a real sense of togetherness um, within our Indigenous people. And so while COVID is hard for all of us um, through self-isolation and being outside of our normal routines, um, I would have to believe that uh, for our Indigenous uh, people within our organization, particularly during this week of celebration, um, that that separation is, uh, is difficult and probably just doesn't feel the same as it otherwise would. The other thing that I would just like to offer is um, as, we, as we talk about it as a celebration, um, I think what we can celebrate is maybe how far we've come, um, but our, our history in our country um, is not necessarily something to celebrate so much as it is to um, understand, acknowledge, um, and work to continuously change for the better. And, and that, I would say, is what our diversity and inclusion activities 
um, are, are all about. And so I would further encourage staff and Albertans more broadly to educate themselves um, on the history of our Indigenous people um, within Canada. Uh, I would encourage them to seek opportunities um, beyond that understanding to make a difference. Um, and I would encourage our staff to, um, you know, to really get, uh, to really get involved. Um, we're talking today about uh, Indigenous Awareness Week and our Indigenous people, and, and so, so that is our focus today. But I will also remind our listeners that um, racism, dis racism, discrimination, and intolerance um, uh, in, our, in our society, in our country, in our province, um, and in our organization, um, it's there. Uh, and it is, uh, it is not okay. And we all need to um, make steps um, to understand it, to understand our role in it, and to, uh, to be able to move forward um, in a way that uh, works to root out and eliminate um, uh, racism and discrimination of all kinds, whether it be systemic or individual. Um, and I'll just share with you a commitment that I have made uh, to my uh, team and more broadly the, uh, the organization and for that matter myself. But, um, but I have committed to listening, learning, advocating and being a proactive, tireless, visible ally for those who have been impacted by racism, discrimination and intolerance. Um, and I would, uh, I would ask others in the organization to consider what commitments um, they are prepared to make um, in this ongoing fight against uh, racism um, and discrimination in our systems. Nadine, any additional thoughts? So as Todd had mentioned, you know, we do have a number of activities going on throughout the week that we would very much encourage and, and, and support our staff to participate in. Uh, we also have our Indigenous Peoples um, celebrations on our website. There's a number of videos and links to help to increase your education and awareness and, and just join in in the fun. Uh, we do have our mandated cultural awareness training that we would hope that everyone would you know participate in but I think that you know those are kind of just our, our baby steps of cultural awareness cultural education and what I would encourage you know all of our our staff and our workforce to do is really get out there get out into communities um, you know get to know our indigenous people take the time to really listen um, and understand you know where our people are coming from um, I think that the more that we can become connected, you know, and with our people, with our communities, the better it's going to be for everyone. And so, again, I, I hope that this isn't just something that is a, a one point in time or a once a year, you know, type of type of um, activity. That we genuinely, you know, truly try to make that commitment of of being, you know, really true to to who we are, treat everybody as, as, as an individual. You know, I, I really hope that that's something, you know, if there are uh, implicit biases, you know, just make some reflections and, and think about how, how we can do things a little bit differently um, on, an, on an everyday journey. You know, I always say I, I'm very, you know, baby steps into my cultural journey and it's something that I wanna continue to learn more about each and every day. And it's just, it's such an incredible experience as I'm, as I'm increasing my um, cultural awareness of, of the diversity of our Indigenous peoples. There's so much to learn um, that I, I would encourage and I would challenge others to, 
to to begin to, to take those similar you know steps in their their cultural journey so that you know we can have a culturally safe and um, humility towards um, working with our indigenous peoples and communities. Thanks, Nadine and Todd. You have been listening to the Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. For the latest information on COVID-19, please visit alberta.ca forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening.